This is Laree Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. Black History Month, and I know that's an American thing, but I think it's also celebrated worldwide. I'm just going to put that out there. At least that's what I hope. Joining me right now is someone who I think exemplifies black excellence, who should be upheld and uplifted for the amazing work that they are doing. Uh, Danny Manu is the British Ghanaian engineer, innovator, and serial entrepreneur behind My Manu, which is the leading brand in live translation earbuds. He founded his brand, My Manu, in 2014 after spending more than a decade within the music and tech industries as an aerospace engineer and running his own music production company, working with phenomenal international labels and artists. He is here with us today to talk about this amazing tech marvel. Danny Manu, it is a real pleasure to have you here. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. So excited. I'm very excited about this. I saw the article or many articles actually talking about this product. And I thought, well, this feels like something one of us might have created. And I was very happy to see that that is, in fact, the case. Talk with us a little bit. For those of you who are meeting you for the first time, uh, give us a, a sense as to who you are and how aeros- or not aerospace, but aer- yeah, aerospace engineering came to be your area of focus, how you were able to fuse that into the music community and what p- about that was able to bring you to this point now. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks again for having me. So yeah, it's been a long journey, um, you know, to to get to where I am. I, I started in the in music industry as a as a young pianist, uh, but professionally, I was studying to become aeronautical engineer. So I used to work in an aerospace industry for many years, but music has always been my passion. So it was just a combination of my passion and also engineering. And then I decided to come up with a very cool, innovative solution that could bring people together. I do travel a lot, right? And, you know, I love culture. I love meeting new people. And I realized one of the biggest challenges was always the communication, you know, to communicate with someone. It's always, you know, a challenge. And if, you know, if you get it wrong, you might, you know, um, misinterpret what they are trying to get across. So I decided to create a solution that will, you know, uh, unleash unlimited potential connection between people. Um, yeah, so that's what my money is all about. Yeah, this and is, that's how the journey started. This is fantastic to me. I love languages, and I've forgotten more than I still speak, so that's a little embarrassing for me. But one of the things that we are often told about our brothers and sisters from the continent is that speaking multiple languages, that's sort of the rule of the day. Like speaking three, four languages, you know, you might speak Fulani, Wolof, Twi. You, there may be a whole host of, and I don't even know, I just dumped all those languages together. I don't even know if there's geographic resonance between those three spaces. But we hear a lot that, you know, brothers and sisters on the continent, they are able to speak multiple languages just as a, a, a a matter of course and that's something that for us those who are part of the diaspora was something that was really taken from us our ability to hold on to language and bring additional language into this space so the idea that you have a device that can help us sort of snap to it I'm, I'm kind of excited about that how does this product work is it does it work like typical air airpods and, and you're able to he- they hear what you hear and can translate for you give us some sense as to, to how the device actually works yes yeah, sure. it, it works in two ways so um we, we've developed similar version, uh, different versions in the past years. So the first version was released early 2018, I would say. But in, in the nutshell, um, the clicks works in two ways. So you could have 
a conversation with someone, you know, face to face, and also you can talk to someone in a different location. Now, to use it face to face, let's say I'm traveling to Spain, you know, and I've met someone and I'm trying to get direction to the train station. All I have to do is tap the earbud and speak English. Now, because the person that I'm speaking to hasn't got any any earbuds, it will play out from my speakerphone. What I'm saying will play out from my speakerphone so that the person can hear what I'm saying in Spanish. Wow. And once the person speaks in Spanish, I would then be able to hear the person in my earbuds. But if we were to meet someone who has got a device, all you have to do is link, and then you know you don't really need to use your phone. So we have develop it in such a way that you know we don't expect everyone to have it it's a personalized product that you can use to listen to your music phone calls and all that kind of stuff but you know if you are traveling or you are in a situation whereby you are not able to communicate because of the language barrier instantly you should be able to use that as well so that's one way now the other way uh, in terms of talking to multiple people from different locations, the device comes with a mobile application called My Juno. And I, I personally love it because during the pandemic, we saw a lot of companies using the application to actually talk to people in different locations. And the way that works is, you know, you could have a friend, let's say in Japan or in China or different part of the world. And any message or any voice note you share or send via the system, that person will be able to hear what you are saying in their own language. And it, it, that you can have 10 people, 20 people in a group, and every single person can speak different language and everyone will you know, receive and hear the translation in their own language. Mm. So that is how it works at the moment. But there are some few cool stuff that we are bringing up in the coming years. And you know, I think it's gonna be um, exciting for us, yeah. I got to ask, because there's there's a stereotype that says uh, within Ghanaian communities, you're allowed to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. Now, I'm assuming you were safe because you had engineering. How, and, and this is a stereotype, so you feel free to push back, but how was your family, how taken were you, were they, with the fact that this is how you were using your engineering? Because you've literally, the music I can imagine created some ta- some challenges, some interesting yeah. conversation, but bringing it back to this device that now has international acclaim and is a allowing people from all across the world to, to be in the same space as it pertains to our language. That to me is absolutely fascinating. I'm sure they're extraordinarily proud of you. Yeah, they are. To be fair, I think, um, yeah, my parents really supported me as well. Um, I know what you mean by, you know, typical, you know, <laughs> they wanted to be a doctor or an engineer, but, you know, they were willing to support me regardless of the path, um, you know, if I want to stick to the music industry or if I want to become an engineer or something else, you know, they were very supportive um, in that sense, yeah. Now that support seems like it was it allowed the best of all worlds because you were able to use your musical experiences and fuse them with your your engineering experiences in a way that again is now empowering for so many of us. Are, are there any limitations on the number of languages that the device can translate, or is it specific to a particular part of the world with expansion later? What what are the the restrictions on the language types? I would say we don't really have restriction as restrictions um, in terms of the language, but it's more about what language do we have the resources to develop, if that makes sense. So at the moment, we support 37 languages, which pretty much covers a lot of the European and Asian language languages. And at the moment, we are looking to integrate, you know, a lot, few of the 
popular African languages as well. It's been one of the, you know, I mean, we get a lot of requests every single day with so many different languages, but, you know, there's quite a lot of work involved in terms of developing a specific language. Sometimes we have to actually travel to that specific country to understand, you know, um, the language properly, to find partners to work with, to enable us to actually deliver that specific language. So we are hoping to add more. I, I mean, you know, there, there's so many companies have been coming to us with you know, their requests as far as languages goes and the challenges and what they want to do. And we are reviewing all of this. So I don't think there is any specific limitation. It's more about, you know, what do we need to work on? What is really needed? What can we develop to actually add value to people's life? Because for us, it's all about connecting people, you know, and also solving, you know, the language problem. But as you already know, we cannot solve every single language problem. So we tend to pick, you know, um, the language that have got a lot of demand that people are requesting for, or we see that if we develop that language, it will unlock some potential business opportunity for the people that are requesting. We will try our possible best to do that. Yeah. Talk us through that process, because in my mind, I, you know, I wasn't clear. Is this just sort of like you type into Google and you have Google Translate, so it's all AI driven. But your process, you're talking about having to actually really engage with people in a way that the language that they speak and the, the rules for how they communicate are able to be successfully translated into the product as well. What, how much time does something like that take, particularly for a language that is not one of the, the 37 that you're already working with or the, some of the more popular European languages? Give us a bit of a sense of the scale that goes into going into a space, say, where people are speaking Wolof. And if Wolof was the language that you wanted to incorporate, what would it take for you to take it from the native speaker, infuse that program into the device so that we would all be able to use it? I mean, in terms of, yeah, so just to give you some, from timeline, it could be anything from a few months to a year. Um, and yeah, the process can be simple from, you know, getting uh, a dictionary from the, uh, you know, the, the language you are working with and integrating it into our system. Yes, we do use artificial intelligence, machine learning, but humans, you know, <laughs> we come up with words every single day right. and there's so many different accents, right? Even you know, English, England here, we have, you know, if you go to London, it's completely different accent. If you go to Manchester, if you go to Liverpool, if you go to Scot Scotland, it's completely different. So we need to keep training the system as well for the system to understand, you know, all the different dialects and I would say accents um, for a specific language. Now, the process, the reason why we do tend to visit, again, is for us to get a better understanding of, some of the words that are being used and the meaning of it, because you could be walking down the street and someone who say hi or you know use a slang word but meaning hi, when it will translate completely different because that is not what the, the context. Right. If you know what I'm trying, to, what right. I'm trying to say. So, so visiting and getting a better understanding of okay, this is how they speak and you know when someone say hi or in a really high pitch it doesn't it's not offensive mm. um it's still the same as saying you know hi in a calm way because i've you know i was talking to someone and he was saying oh some people come out really loud you know you know especially if you look at nigerians uh if you hear a nigerian person speaking on the phone right you might you might think oh that person is having a fight with someone but it's not 
it's, it's like a normal conversation. Yes. Do, you know <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. No offense <laughs> to our Nigerian massive, okay? We understand what the brother is trying to say. All right? We, we get it. No, the no, way I'm, intonation I'm, and volume mean different things in different contexts. We're not going to have you get, exactly. get in trouble with the Nigerians, brothers. That's, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a big fan. But, yes. but it's, it's, it's all across, you know, if you take the African language. And even, you know, in Europe as well, the same. German is the same. You know, you might have someone with a very strong German accent. And the way he might pronounce words or speak, you might think, oh, it's a bit, you know, um, offensive. But it's not. It's just the way. It's just how the people speak so it's all about culture how they speak and they're the language this is why we tend to visit and to get a better sense of you know the language and how it will fit in our ai system or machine learning system as well so that we can train it because we are not always going to be there at the end of the day we need to you know we need to visit build something and then with the hope that our system will be able to learn and also train our engine for for, for, for the wider audience. Yeah. Mm. So it is what we tend to visit. Yeah, no, I like that because, you know, I often, I, I spent a significant portion of my childhood in Germany and you can speak German from the Hessen community, but that's not the same as speaking Hochdeutsch, right? So you've got high German, you've got regional German. And I try to explain it to my American family and I'm like, listen, y'all don't speak English, y'all speak American. Because if you go to Britain right now, they speak English. Like in England, they speak English. In America, <laughs> we speak American English and they're re in Southern English versus, uh, you know, England, uh, New England English. So it, it varies. And then when you no. get into some Asiatic languages and some African languages as well, the tone that a word is, it's not just the word, it's what key did you say the word in? Ni hao ma. Like, you know, there's different intonations based on what what key you're actually putting the words in. So the idea that this system would be smart enough to, to learn this, I think is fascinating. Also super scary. Um, I'm a little, you know, AI, I have a little bit of fear about that. So I'll leave it to the scientists. But I, I'm wondering what are going to be some of the first African languages that you focus on? Because I mean, Let's be honest, as an American, we, we, I mean, everybody in Europe speaks some form of English. Do we really need to focus on the European languages? Let's get, we, we need African language access, brother. This is what we, we need, need. We need something there. Yes. I, I agree. What, what would you want us to develop first, though? Well, Swahili, because I feel like a lot of us think we speak Swahili because we got, you know, Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa gives us at least seven words in Swahili that we've got with our seven (laughs) principles. It feels like that would be a huge uh, support and help. But then I was recently told my son was at a program where they were teaching the children Mandarin. And we were informed that one of the most widely spoken languages in the African continent was Mandarin because of the influence of Chinese. I'm like, well, how am I going to get to Africa? And I got to learn Mandarin. It's too much. I just need some blackness. (laughs) I need blackness. (laughs) I'm I'm a diasporan child, Danny. I'm trying to figure out how to make the connections authentically. So I think a better question would be, based on your experience, what languages do you think the Pan-African diaspora, if we were trying to have an authentic uh, entry point when it comes to connecting with our African brothers and sisters, what languages would you recommend? You the language expert? I'm just trying to find my culture and my identity, sir. (laughs) <laughs> to to be fair, if it, if it was only me, I would say let's you know develop three first because that is one of the languages in Ghana. But Swahili is the most requested language, so you are absolutely right there. Okay. So that is something that we are looking at, and I think that would cut across because that is widely used in you know um, West Africa, uh, North Africa. You know you can Swahili is really popular, so that will be the first language we will work on and 
the reason being is we we've we've got a lot of requests from for that particular language. But if it was only me doing my own thing, then hundred percent I would say tree. But now is, yeah, is tree the language? The is that the language of the Adinkra symbol system? What's the language for that symbol system? I have no idea. Okay, well, then we both are going to have to do some but, research. <laughs> some research on that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So are but, these devices... Yeah, Swahili, uh, well, Swahili, I will take because, you know, I got my seven words already. Umoja, Kuji, Chagali. I can do the seven words, and I, I know that there are others that I must absolutely learn. So I will be waiting for the Swahili. How Are these devices available for us to purchase in the States right now? Absolutely. So we have uh, we have a location in California, and we do. To be fair, the U.S. is one of the popular um, regions we ship to. Uh, most of our we have about eighty, ninety to eighty percent of our market are in the U.S. So yeah, we have a place in California, and we dispatch within two to three working days. Uh, you should receive your product. Yeah. This is amazing. I, I'm trying to relearn German and remember Spanish because I'm like, well, you know, the Pan-African diaspora is largely a Spanish and Portuguese speaking space. So I got to make sure my connections here are firm. But if you could get Chui and Swahili, brother, I'm just saying we could make this happen. Um, I The other European languages, I'm sure they're fine as well. Uh, but we like to focus on what is particular for us here. How can people follow you, follow the work that you're engaged in and get their hands on a pair of these AirPods or earbuds? earbuds. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, you can find me. I'm almost uh, always active on uh, Instagram or most active on Instagram. So it's a uh, official Danny, Danny M official Danny M you'll find me on Instagram. Um, and then I think I've got all my other links to my Facebook page and LinkedIn as well. Yeah. So please feel free to connect with me. Um, and I'll be more than happy to connect with you as well yeah. and if you go to mymanu.com that's m-y-m-a-n-u you can look at them they're absolutely beautiful i love that you have models that look like us thank you sir i want to make sure we keep it focused <laughs> we appreciate that <laughs> daddy manu it's been a real pleasure having you here i hope whatever future inventions you you create and as you make updates to this please do uh remember to come back and share us share with us because we have a very internationally minded audience here and we appreciate the efforts to be able to make those connections real pleasure having you here danny manu thank you so much for being with us today thank you thank you